Here's Elliott side by side down the back stretch. Chastain in turn one drives it in deep to the bottom. Problems along the front stretch. Kyle Larson gets sideways. He's young. He's informed. He's J.C. Fickenshire. And it's time now to raise the door on J.C.'s Garage. Hi, I'm J.C. Fickenshire and welcome to J.C.'s Garage. Today it will be me and David Stiles discussing Chase Elliott getting his first win on an oval in about a year and a half. And does it in a good way? Dominates the final stage. And what do you think about that finish? Uh, I thought it was good. Uh First time that he's won this season, all four of the Hendrick cars now with a W in the win column. I think it's the fastest that any organization has gotten all of their cars into the win column and it only took them 11 races. So that that is a huge feat in and of itself. And now we can kind of start talking about who's going to take over. I know William Byron's already got two wins for HMS, but now with all of them in the win category, who do we think the dominant car is going to be? I think it's still up in the air. I think they're going to be fighting with it each week. I, I, you never know. It could be. I think we're going to see one of them win every once in a while. I don't think we're going to see like a a big guy come out and do what Kyle Larson did last year. But last year they were they were really good, and this year they've even better off this start. Started out really hot, and their momentum's with them going into some tracks that they're good at. And here's what Chase Elliott had to say in Victory Lane after that Dover win. Nice to get back to Victory Lane and, and do it at a at a cool place like this and excited to excited to get a win and uh you know fairly still fairly early early in the year, so that's always a good thing. He should be he should be happy about this. He hasn't won uh, a oval track in over a season. And that's you have to do that to win a championship in NASCAR. You have to be good on the ovals no matter what. And Dover's a, a very challenging track. And it sets up well. If he can get this momentum down for the ovals, he should be good. We all we obviously know he's great on the road courses. So if he can just keep up the momentum on the ovals, he should be good. Yeah, and I mean, coming off of his 2020 campaign when he wins the championship, he only won two races in 2021, and one of those was at Elkhart. The other one is Coda. And mm-hmm. so I think, again, like he said in his sound soundbite him winning early is a good thing because hopefully they can stack on the momentum and i i do believe that nascar and this sport is a sport that thrives off the momentum if you can stack together a couple wins and you continue that into the summer i think you could have a chance to maybe you know put four or five in your bag and really solidify yourself in that you know top echelon for the uh, playoffs yeah and he was leading in points up there for for points before his win and now that they have the win they're locked into the playoffs and I think they're going to build their cars more for the wins and try and stack those up um and impressive that he was leading the points before getting a win now that he has a win uh, I think he'll keep stacking those points up and have a good shot to have the points championship yeah so now the only ones in the top of the points that do not have a win are Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr and Christopher Bell, Eric Amarola, and Kevin Harvick. That's the top. That rounds out the top 12. Uh, Kyle Busch looked really good yesterday, led 103 laps. I thought that he might come out of uh, Dover with a win on you know the rain-delayed, postponed race there, but it just didn't materialize for him there late in that race, and he ended up finishing in the top 10 in seventh. But someone in the top 10 that I thought had a really good day, and they really needed it, 
Ricky Stenthouse. He mm-hmm. looked great, and he, I think he really thrives on these short tracks and these road courses and the mm-hmm. and the super speedways. He, it gives him a chance to kind of take that car and put it up in the front and really show that he mm-hmm. does have the chops to drive. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely a really good driver. There, that team has been putting some good cars together. He had a very solid run at, at Talladega, and now goes to Dover and finishes second after staying in the top top five, top ten for a majority of the race. Um, good for them, really good for them. Another Chevy team that's smaller than the big Hendrick team that could possibly grow in the next couple of years and be dominant. Yeah, and I mean he's twenty seventh in points right now, so for them they're they're looking to get a win. I mean they've mm-hmm. got to get a win, a win to get in. So they they really need one and so him getting a not a look at a win because I know Chase Elliott had what a two something second lead there mm-hmm. at the end of the race on him. So he wasn't like in contention to win the race, but still coming home in second place. That's really good. And here's what uh, Ricky had to say about his second place finish at Dover. We feel like we've been better than definitely where we are right now as a, as a race team. And we've put a lot of fast race cars together, just haven't you know got much to show for it. So really happy with this performance today. It was a tough battle out there. Track was tough. Cars were tough to drive. And um, you know our car was, was dialed in. Our pit crew did a, a fadab- fabulous job on pit road and just, uh, just came up one spot short. And he said it right, and and yesterday on Fast Talk, Hermie Sadler was saying, you know, that Alexis asked him, Hermie, what is it like to drive at Dover? And Hermie said, okay, when your car is dialed in, he says it's a lot of fun. He says you're going really fast. You're able to handle your car really well. And he says usually you're, you know, pretty pretty good when your car's dialed in for Dover. He said when your car's not dialed in, it's terrible. There's nowhere for you to hide. You you can't get out of the way. And he says you're just you're just bad. And he said when but when you have a good car, you're able to kind of drive to the front. And I think like Ricky said in his interview, he had a good car and they were able to drive it to the front. Yeah, and they they did have a really good car. And one point I want to have is these Chevy teams, the smaller Chevy teams have been pretty solid this year, but the teams that the one team that hasn't been that good and I've had my eyes on it is Penske. I I don't know why they're not good. Ryan Blaney's been solid, but he just can't finish a race. He even won stage two yesterday and then dropped and was suddenly two laps down right after it. I don't know what's going on in that. I think the Fords in general are having having some issues. I mean, other than Logano winning the LA Coliseum and then Cindric winning the Daytona five hundred, we really haven't seen a lot out of them. I mean, Briscoe, yeah, winning at, at Phoenix is is good, but you know, those two drivers, Cindric and Briscoe, are the only two Fords that have won this year out of our uh, list of different drivers. I mean, we're up to, what, one, two, three, four, five, nine, I think. six, seven, eight, nine, ten different, nine, yeah, nine different winners and 11 different wa- races. Yeah. And so only two of those are Ford, and then the other one, uh, the other two are Toyotas with Hamlin and Kyle Busch, and then all the rest of them have been Chevys. So to me, it's very indicative that the Chevy teams are really good right now. Mm-hmm. No matter you know what, how your alliance is. I mean, we're even seeing this with RCR. Austin Dillon it looks really good, and so does Tyler Reddick. I mean, chance to win there at Bristol. So I'm kind of like you. I don't know really what's going on with Penske or RFK and why they're not you know making bigger strides and getting more looks at wins. Yeah, it's it's weird. I had them at being Penske at least being one of the teams that develops to this car fast. 
Um, one reason is the cars, like those Australian V8 supercars, I think, and Penske's really good at, at that type of racing, and they have a great program down in Australia, and I thought these cars are very similar. I thought that they would get a hop on these cars and and make them fast, but it just doesn't seem like they're doing that. Yeah, and I mean, they're just, it just seems like they don't have the speed either. And like yesterday, Logano had a terrible day. I mean, he yeah. couldn't get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying before when Hermie said, you're if you don't have a good car, there's nowhere for you to hide at Dover because it... it it's literally like riding on a roller coaster. You're going down the backstretch, then into the corner, and then back down to the bottom, and then up to the top again. And if you just can't get out of the way, there's nowhere for you to hide. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're just out there, and you're not as good as everybody else. And so he got wrecked, and then it just kind of ruined his day. And then Blaney's kind of up there by himself, and then Cindric gets backed into the wall. And at one point, you know, Ryan was saying, "Well, I'm out here, but there's no one around me. Like there's no one to help. Like I'm the only one." up here and then they had a few problems and he got you know married back in the pack but another group the jgr cars aside from kyle bush like we talked about before leading 103 laps Mm -hmm. they were pretty much out to lunch too other than martin tricks jr at the end of that race and denny hamlin with another huge problem on pit road loses a tire i mean comes completely off of the car before he even gets out of pit exit i mean it's just a terrible weekend for him and that that surprised me from his pit crew because what I know they were the fastest pit crew. They've set the fastest time in this car, and it's just a mistake. the The lug nut falls out of the gun, and I don't know what the the penalty. I know their crew chief gets suspended, and the tire changer gets suspended. I think they lose two crew members, and they get fined. And then I don't I don't know if they lose any points or not. Yeah. But it's still it's a huge penalty, severe penalty for that team, and. Even for him, he does have a win, but he's just slow. He's he's not very consistent. He he looked fast at the start there, but after that pista, everything just fell off a cliff. He lost the tire, got back in the pack. He was kind of ran up back ahead. He was in the top five, I think, and Cody Ware spun out in front of him, and he hit Cody Ware, and that just ended his race right there. Yeah, I mean, his... 2021 campaign has been i mean 2022 campaign has absolutely been atrocious i mean he he has a bunch of dnfs i i mean i just don't know what's going on with them i mean it it's like it's like they just can't get out of their way and i think let's see he's only got the one top 10 top five and that's his win at richmond this is how he's finished in every other race daytona 37th fontana 15th las vegas 32nd and drivetrain issue that's when he blew it up with a sequential shifter Mm -hmm. uh 13th at phoenix 29th at atlanta crashed out uh 18th at coda he wins the richmond race 28th at martinsville 35th at bristol dirt had an engine problem Mm -hmm. uh 18th in talladega and then 21st at dover i mean it it doesn't look good i mean i don't know I, i don't he i mean he's got so nine, 9.1% of his races, he's finished in the top five so far. That's that's bad. That's bad, yeah. Yeah. And for a driver like him, his past two years have been pretty good. It's it's not looking good for him this year. And he's only completed 84.5% of his laps. I mean, that's, 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 bad. that's bad. Like, that's just really bad. So really the only other headline, I guess, coming out of Dover is this Ross Chastain and Martin Truex junior incident and um what did you think of that i thought i thought it's a racing incident in a way it's last lap you're going for the position 
but it it definitely was Ross Chastain's fault. He came up. Uh, Martin Truex had the run, but the reaction that Truex had, I thought, was a little much. Obviously, you did get knocked out of the top five, but you're you're racing. I would expect anything to happen when you're racing for a position in the top five at the end. I'm gonna kind of defend Truex a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's got a very old school style of racing. He's gonna give you room. He's gonna allow you to run the line that you're in, and he wants the same in return. If he feels like his car is faster, he feels like that you should give him the room and not just let him go by, but you should cater to that. Like I am the better car. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be holding me up if you know if I can get by you and race clean. And that's that's kind of his thing. He's very old school. He races very clean. Chastain, on the other hand, <laughs> very extremely aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and he's learned to control that, mm-hmm. as we've seen this year. He's got two wins already. He's having a great season. Trackhouse mm-hmm. looks really solid. But Dover is one of Martin Truex Jr.'s tracks. I mean, yeah. it's where he got his Three first wins. win. I mean, he... It, that's his that's his playground and he's really good there and they're running three and four at the end of that and Truex like you said had the run on the outside and I and I know that Chastain wants to protect position mm-hmm. you know protect that third place position but when he comes up into Truex and you and when you rewatch it you can definitely tell that yeah. Truex checked he didn't mm-hmm. hit the brakes but he like checked up took his mm-hmm. foot off the accelerator and Chastain hits the uh, left front of his car and it just spins Martin out mm-hmm. and he goes down the track hits the wall spins it back around and then finishes 12th so he goes from 4th to 12th i mean i can understand severe points yeah too. severe points falls out of the top 10 i completely understand why Martin is upset mm-hmm. And he did. He didn't really talk to the media, but we did get an interview with Chastain, and this is what he had to say after the race, after their altercation. Let's get a word with Ross Chastain after the exchange with Martin Truex Jr. What was the conversation about? We're talking about where we're, where we're going to go hunting next. Uh, no, I'm super proud of this Trackhouse team. Um, week in and week out, top five cars. Thought we had like a fifth place car, and um, a couple guys had bad luck with the caution coming out, and that cycled us up to the lead and. We're racing with champions, and I got beat. So no comment on, as to what Martin Truex Jr. had to say to you? Absolutely not, Kim. He doesn't feel like he did anything wrong, which I guess makes sense for him. But obviously, he, he did wreck Martin Truex, but he's going to keep his mind straight and, and focus on the next race. But yeah, he did make a little joke about it there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did a little bit of that just to um, keep it between them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you if you watch their interaction... You can tell that Ross just he takes yeah. he takes it. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like he knows that he was in the wrong, and he was like, "Okay, yep, yeah, you're right." And hopefully they'll they'll be good. I don't think there'll be any retaliation from uh, MTJ, but I mean, you never know. He Ross may be raced a little bit harder <laughs> from Martin in the future, and I mean, Martin's in a in a interesting situation. His contract's up at the end of the year. He doesn't have a win yet. And I feel like he still has that drive and that passion mm-hmm. to run at JGR. But with all the stuff that's going on with Kyle Busch, I mean, what what do you see his future being? I de- he definitely has the skill to, to race and battle for wins. And he can pull in sponsorship, which is two big things in the sport. Um, but from it doesn't seem like he's too like he doesn't doesn't seem like he doesn't want to race, and it doesn't seem like he does want to race. He's kind of neutral about it, which I kind of feel surprising. I think if a driver knows 
that if they're going to race another year or if they're retired, I think they'd be a little more outspoken about that. But I haven't really seen that from him. So I don't know what he's going to do next year, but I think he can race, but it looks like he's not. I mean, just looking at his stats, he's won a championship. Mm-hmm. He's got 31 race wins. At the end of the day, he's, a he's probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, he's done about everything you can do. I mean, short of winning a Daytona 500, does he? Does he, I mean, I don't know if he hangs it up or not. I mean, like I said, he's at the end of his contract, but I, I, I'm not sure what he does. I, I want to see him race more because I, I think he's he's important to be on the track. I think people like him and fans like him, and he's a he's just a good guy. And so I think him being on the racetrack makes the product better. And I think right now he's in. He's in kind of a streak where he's won a race every single year for, let's see, since 2015. Yeah, he's he, since 2015, he has won at least one race and mixed in there in 2017, he had eight wins. In 2019, he had seven wins. So it's not like he's been uncompetitive. Yeah, I mean, he, very won, competitive. he won four win. He had four wins last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it he still got it. I feel like yeah, he still he got still it. he still has it. But... One thing in the Joe Gibbs department, I don't know if this is putting anything in their department, but they have four drivers, and three of them are definitely on the older side. And I think they're going to try and bring in some younger drivers. Obviously, Ty Gibbs will end up making his way into that that team. Is it going to be this year? I'm not sure. Possibly the way he's driving the Xfinity car. Also, you got John Hunter Nemechek, who's a Toyota driver, who can very much drive for Joe Gibbs and compete. So I'm not sure if they're going to let Truex go or if Truex is going to resign, but I think if he doesn't come back, I could see John Hunter or Ty Gibbs coming into that team. And then I know it's way too early to talk about silly season, Mm -hmm. but do you feel like Kyle Busch is going to end up staying at JGR or is he going to stay with Toyota or what? I mean, he seems the comments that he made last week, it seems to be all up in the air at this Mm -hmm. point. Yeah, I I don't know. I think Kyle Busch is just just says stuff just to say it. I think he'll end up making his way back into the 18 car and I think just because of how good he is, he can definitely bring in sponsorship. That won't be a problem from him, for him. His skill this year has been pretty solid and I think there's no reason that he should hang it up. Um, but well, I don't think sure. I don't think he's done racing. Yeah. by no means. I mean, he's got sixty wins. Mm-hmm. I think he he has a viable opportunity to at least try to get to eighty. I yeah. mean, and he's just now coming into his prime. He's what thirty four ish somewhere he's, around in there. He's still so on the younger side. He's, for... he's still on that. Yeah. yeah, like you're saying. He I feel like he has something left in the tank. Mm-hmm. I just don't see Toyota like Brad was saying last week. They can't lose him. Yeah. The one thing about him is. If he goes, obviously a team will probably make space up for him, but I don't know where he would go because it wouldn't be Hendrick. They got a they got a young suit of drivers and which are all good, which they are all, have all really good drivers. Same thing with Penske, Joey Logano, a veteran driver. He's he's very solid. Ryan Blaney's, I would say, the best there right now, skill wise. If they can just get that team together for him to win a race, and then Austin Cindrick's a young driver who's talented. He can obviously get it done. Daytona five hundred champion. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know where he would go. Maybe Stuart Haas, but I don't think they're competitive enough for him as of right now. Um, well, I mean, I know that I know that Almirola is leaving. That yeah. ten car would be open, mm-hmm. but I just I think he 
if I was Kyle Busch and I'm and I'm looking for a spot other than Joe Gibbs to land, I'd I'd want it to be probably Hendrick or maybe Penske if they get their stuff together. But I don't know because he's got he's got to want to be in a competitive ride. And and he's not that. Uh, what's the best way to phrase this? He is Toyota's marquee driver. Yes, I mean he mm-hmm. is their guy. If you mm-hmm. look at all the Toyota racing, uh, you know tags, he's in all of it. Mm-hmm. So for Toyota to lose him would be would be significant. Really, it would be yeah. huge. So I, I don't think that they end up letting him go. I think he ends up re-signing. I think he stays at JGR. Yeah, Martin. I feel like if the season continues to go this way, at the end of the year, he may say, you know what? I've made a ton of money. I've won a lot of races. I've won a championship. I think it's time for me to say adios. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know. I mean, like I said, it it still looks like from that interaction that he had with Chastain on Monday at Dover, it still looks like he has a passion to go out there and race and win races. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to me, I don't don't know. It's up in the air. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I hope Trix gets. I hope he gets in another car and and races his final couple seasons out. He's definitely got the skill to do it, but I just don't know where he would. Um, I hope it's Joe Gibbs. I think that's his best shot of winning a race or a couple races or maybe even a championship. But I'm not sure. So, leaving Dover now, we head to Darlington. And what are you, I mean, what are you looking forward to? I know I'm going there this weekend. I'm really excited. I've been to Darlington before, but I haven't seen a race at Darlington. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun for me this weekend to go down there on Mother's Day and see all the festivities. I know they have a lot going on and I think this is the first time they've had their throwback weekend since 2019 because it was limited in 2020 due to the pandemic. And then they didn't do it in 2021 for the same reasons. So this is the first throwback uh race that they've had in about two years and so it's really exciting there's a lot of uh, different paint schemes that are out that look really good and you know me growing up in the 90s i like the throwbacks to that that kind of area and it's it's exciting to see some of those colors back on a car what what are you thinking for this weekend i love i love darlington like that race weekend it's a great race weekend it's a fun track very slick very fast and i like to see all the throwback cars it's really cool seeing that and it looks like Fox is adapting to it too, bringing Richard Petty, Bill Elliott into the booth. Kyle Petty. Kyle Petty. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. It's 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 Richard Bill Elliott, Bobby Labon. Bobby Labon. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's gonna be exciting. I think I think they're just adapting to it. I think it's gonna be an exciting race weekend. It's always cool seeing those old designs. Old there's like the Jeff Gordon uh, early two thousand paint scheme. Just seeing that on a track nowadays is cool yeah and this track it's got a lot of nicknames the lady Mm -hmm. in black too tough to tame you know the i mean it's just darlington there's it it, it, it's the reason that it's like this it's one of the crown jewels of the sport Mm -hmm. and this is very much a driver's racetrack Mm -hmm. if you're a good driver and you can wheel your car you have a good shot to win darlington and you know you usually get the right side of your race car pretty scuffed up you yeah get, you get a stripe a darlington stripe on there so this is a very hard track to run at um i'm interested to see what these new cars do and how they handle uh at too tough to tame and it, it i think it's going to be a great race but i think the one thing that i'm looking forward to is seeing all the all the paint schemes yeah do you have a paint scheme picked? Oh, there's a few that I really like. The so I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. I know you told me to to pick one, 
Um, I really like the one in the truck race uh, that is a throwback to Sterling Marlin, and it is the uh, silver bullet car that like it's the old Coors uh, scheme. It's a silver truck, and it's got mm-hmm. the mountains on the bottom. And this is actually uh, actually the Rackley Roofing number twenty five car that uh, Matt DiBenedetto is going to drive. I think that that paint scheme to me is just so cool, and I. I love it. I remember mm-hmm. watching Sterling in the 40 drive that in the Cup Series, and I'm like, man, that is a that is a slick-looking race car. Um, and then the other one, I guess, for honorable mention is the uh, 21, I think, uh, in that Dex Imaging uh, car that's going to run in the Cup Series. I think that is a, that's a pretty good-looking car as well. Um, can't remember who's running that. Who is that? Is that Harrison Burton? I think, uh, I yes, think, yes, Harrison Burton, yeah, mm-hmm. running the 21 decks for the Wood Brothers. That's kind of a black car, and then it's got the the white lightning and the blue down the side mm-hmm. with a pink uh, And a tribute trim. to his dad, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, that's what uh, Jeff used to run, and uh, mm-hmm. just a, it's just a crisp-looking car. But my favorite, <laughs> gosh, my favorite, I think it's got to be the Alex Bowman paint scheme to the throwback okay. to Mark Martin with, yeah. the, with the blue, or mm-hmm. the white, and then the... Valvoline light blue and then the red and then the dark blue at the end of that car. I think it just looks so good, and it, I'm just excited to see it turn some laps there at uh, Darlington. I have two. One in the truck series. It's the Sterling Marlin Matt Benedetto one. I just think it looks so cool, and on a truck it looks it looks great. Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty almost, awesome. Yeah, and then for Cup side, I'd have to go to Corey LaJoy's. It's just a really old school looking scheme, and I don't know how they got the number rights to run. The three seven, yeah, the triple seven. But yeah. I think that's a really cool paint scheme, the pink and yellow. So that's a. Uh, I feel like that's that country time lemonade, pink lemonade yeah. type scheme that mm-hmm. I think Neil Bonnet used to run something kind of like that. And um, I mean that's that is a good looking car. Mm-hmm. And then today they had a um, you know, aside from Darlington, I know that for All Star Weekend, uh, Colic just announced that they're going to be running in conjunction with uh, Andy's Frozen Custard, which mm-hmm. is a sponsor yeah. of AJ Almondinger. And earlier today, uh, on the day that we're recording this, it's uh, Tuesday, May the third mm-hmm. and they just announced that uh they're going to be partnering with the 16 and aj almondinger and his car is the inverse of what Corey lajoy's car is and they're going to run that for the all-star race so yeah. it's got that super bright yellow bottom and then the pink top and it that's a good scheme mm-hmm. you're not going to miss that car when it's yeah. on the track <laughs> and it looks really really slick so I'm, I'm excited to see all of these uh this weekend on may the 8th in darlington it looks it's it's going to be fun and it's going to look really cool too uh, yeah i i agree with that i think seeing those cars it might be a little hard to spot your favorite driver but once you find them it's going to be cool watching them run around that track so what's your you know side note here mm-hmm. what's your favorite paint scheme ever like of all Ooh. time Oh, that's that's really hard. Well, I'll I'll tell you mine. I'll give you mm-hmm. some time to think about it. So, growing up, I was a big Terry Labonte fan. Mm-hmm. Love the Ice Man. I love the Kellogg's Cornflakes number five car. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you've been up to my office uh, up on one and a half. I've got all the Terry Labonte stuff. I love that car. It's got the white hood mm-hmm. with the uh, green and red and yellow. Uh, mascot for cornflakes. It's uh, called what is it? Corny the rooster. And so they he's on <laughs> yeah. the he's on the hood, and it just says cornflakes. <laughs> then the base of that car is yellow, and then about halfway down the middle, it splits Isn't with it? a green stripe, yeah. solid green mm-hmm. stripe, 
and then it goes to red on the tail end. Yeah. And so when he was running that car, they had uh, the cornflakes on the hood, and then they had starbursts on the deck lid, mm-hmm. and he has uh, three different uh, or two different colors of five. So his five on the door was green, and then the five on the roof is yellow. So to me, like you could see that car anywhere on the track, you'd be like, oh, that's Terry. <laughs> and so that I don't know. As a kid, I just loved it. And it, to me, that's my favorite paint scheme. And you don't see that mix together, you know, red, white, green, yellow like that anymore. And so I feel like if I had a race car or I owned a race team, I would try to bring that scheme back, back some yeah. way. Yeah, and that that's just my favorite one. So, Well, that I think... I I do I have a scheme that I really like and it, it came into my mind. It's another Corey LaJoy scheme. I don't know. The more I think about it, he has some really cool paint schemes. But he ran this in the 32 car at Martinsville. It was the Corvette parts um mystery machine type scheme. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like the it had the Scooby Doo mystery machine oh, thing. Yeah. I thought that was just such a unique paint scheme. And so that's what the green and the orange and yeah, the, the kind of the, the blue. Yeah. 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 I just thought that was a really cool paint scheme. Yeah, that's that's an awesome paint scheme. Um I don't know. There's so many good there's ones. So many, yeah. So many good ones. Um so wh- are you gonna pick a winner this this week or is Yeah, it- I'm gonna go. I think Darlington is is a track that dominated by dirt cars, and I'm gonna pick a, a guy who's gonna get his first win. For his career, it's going to be Tyler Reddick. Oh, I like it. Tyler Reddick, a driver for a driver's track. Um, I'm going to go with his teammate. I think it's going to be Dillon. Austin Dillon. I think he uh, he finally you know breaks out of this uh, little rut that he's in and gets a win at another one of the sports crown jewels. Thanks for listening. David Stiles, JC Fickinger, thanks for stopping by the garage. Thanks.